I'm Don DeLorente. I'm Dee Dee Janae. I'm Magnum Prime. And we're the host of the WrestleCast. You can catch us right here on the CSPN each and every Friday as we provide your pro wrestling commentary with color. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Kick Nation Comic Chronicles. <laughs> and as I turn down my headphones, um, I am your host for tonight, Roddy Cat. And with me tonight, as always, the man, the myth, the fellow, the mellow, Agent Underscore 70. What's up, everybody? All right. So, as we do about this time, it's Combo Chronicles. Y'all know what it is. Some of y'all do. But if you didn't... Um, you can find me at Rodicat on Twitter. You can also find me. Hey, how you? How? Whoa, whoa! What the hell? Uh, you can also find. Me. I was about to hit the cash register. No, no, no! I'm, <laughs> I'm just going. I'm gonna run through them, and then you'll you'll know. Um, Rodicat on Twitter. News Nerds Need on Twitter. Um, News Nerds Need Reddit on Twitter. Excuse me. News Nerds Need uh, Reddit, and also. Decide. You just heard me. Um, CB caps on Instagram and agent underscore seventy on Twitter and Instagram. And also, uh, not with us tonight. Uh, PCN underscore dirt on Twitter, Pop Culture Nets on Twitter, Pop Culture Network, and I need comics dot com. What the hell happened? My voice just in. And also, the founder of this, the Osiris Tim D O G G nine eight on Twitter. The Click Nation, the K L I Q N A T I O N on Twitter, CB Cron uh, on Twitter, and the Click Nation.com. And you can also find him over at uh, Comic Book Resources, writing up a storm. So go check him out over there. So, yeah, you find this podcast on the co- close of the podcast network, that's CSPN.us. Do it today. Exactly. Some would say you'd be joining us soon. Especially as, as many as many shows as they've been putting out all there. But go check them out. There's a bunch of good shows out there, out there. and many more seems to be coming out um, at times. You can also subscribe to this podcast at Google Play and also Apple iTunes, and of course SoundCloud, uh, um, the coast of the SoundCloud page. Last but not least, shop.cspn.us. We can go get some merch from, from this show and other shows. I almost wore my shirt tonight. And I'm not sure why I didn't. Or my mug. Had my, oh, I can't wear a mug, but you know what I'm saying. Get all that stuff. Go in there. Support us. Get some stuff. That's right. Ring that joker again. Yeah. 
All right, so we're going to get into the comic books of the week, starting with the big book. I guess yeah, this would be the big book of the week, and that it would be Spider-Geddon number two. Right, so this is the second issue of the sequel to the very good Spider-Verse. Uh, Spider-Geddon uh, number two picks up right where we left off with issue number one where some of the inheritors have escaped the radiation-filled planet that they had been imprisoned on, all thanks to the smug dipstick, the superior octopus. So Otto Octavius, in his infinite wisdom, decides to create cloning uh, technology or mimic cloning technology that um, you know that the jackal had created that came out of the clone conspiracy, and uh, the inheritors are uh, plan or had used that to recreate clone bodies of themselves. The Spider Verse, uh, you know, the spy the team of uh, various spiders from uh, the multiverses, the multiverse, um, uh, basically team up here um, to try to stop the inheritors from uh, from from recreating themselves. One particular inheritor has uh, struck out on his own to challenge Peter Parker, the OG Spider-Man. In this issue, though, we have a few inheritors taking on many of the Spider-Heroes that we've seen, uh, basically the survivors of the first skirmish in uh, issue number one. Uh, this team of Spiders are semi-successful, and uh, the inheritors are forced to, to uh, regroup and find other uh, means to uh, regrow clone bodies. There's plenty of uh, dissension amongst the uh, spider ranks, though, because uh, some people, led by one Otto Octavius, who reclaims a particular spider mantle in this. That's not that big a, a spoiler, really. And um, the other side is basically led by Miles, and they're split up based on philosophical differences, the classic philosophical difference of how to deal with the bad guys, whether or not to uh, deal with them with some sort of finality or to put them away at the risk of them breaking out and doing bad things all over again. So that's really the gist of this issue. There is lots of great stuff going on here. There's a great battle between Karn, the... Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 former inheritor that runs Loom World, you know, who's um, who who operates or or sits on the web of life. A lot of this stuff may not be familiar to you if you're not uh, particularly and pardon the pun well versed in Spider Verse, but um, I think it's well worth your time to pick this issue up and to pick up the first issue of this and read it because it is uh, very engaging. There's plenty of characters who. Um, may act according to type, but at the same time, you can see uh, some development in these characters as well. Since we've last saw, since we last saw them in uh, Spider Verse and other uh, Spider-related titles like uh, Web Warriors, so I definitely uh, endorse this book this week. <laughs> somewhere and, uh, out there, dirts. You just mentioned Web Warriors and dirt. Somewhere out there, dirts like shaking his fist. Up in the exactly. Um, exactly. No, well, listen, Web Warriors definitely had its fans amongst our panel, so. Yeah. I think he was the fan, actually, because I don't think... No, I, I, I liked it. It was good. Okay. I think I Tim remember. read it, too. Yeah, I don't remember too many other people were like that invested in it, I should say, right. than him. 
But um, cool. I didn't know Miles was having a, any kind of a lead in this. I guess it makes sense because he's probably, I wouldn't say the only other senior spider in the in the group. But you know, I guess they're they're, they're pushing him up a little bit. So. Well, I'll, you know, ultimately, I don't even know if it's being pushed up because if you think about it, in terms of the male spider characters, he's number two. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like he's yeah, yeah he would be. The I mean, if you want to count Octavius, but he, since he's on the other side, oh, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, exactly. But, I but, don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So he would be the the other senior, right? The other species. Well, actually, Jessica technically would be exactly. That's why I said male, right? Because right, right. Male. I think I think at some point, uh, Jessica Jones, aka Spider Woman, Drew, uh, not Jessica Jones, Jessica Drew. Yeah, thank you. That, that um, could be a was it what if to, though. Uh, <laughs> Is going to is going to step in at some point in this crossover or this mm. limited series. So right, so cool beans. Yeah, I have to. I, I keep saying I'm gonna catch up on it, uh, and at some point I will. Well, given what I'm going to touch on next, briefly, uh, probably will. Uh, so I'm just going to just kind of quickly go through these because I have not read them, but I have kind of flow through them and at least one of these books are coming directly from spider spider getting most specifically actually spider getting number two and that would be spider girls number one um so this would be the meeting and teaming up of um anya corazone uh anime parker and um mayday mayday parker yes thank you because it actually starts off in the universe of uh well i guess yeah the the universe of uh renew your renewer vows because you see um mayday out on patrol handling a gang of vultures with uh with uh with mary jane and and um peter and then you see um anya and and uh annie may pop in and that's kind of where I stopped. So that's what it because like right there is where it was like, well, you need to read Spider Garden number two to kind of get what's you know get some background right. on this. So you definitely need that to kind of before you before you hit this book off. That's oh, but I will say I, I did get to a point where there's a pretty good uh, Michael Jackson joke in there. That was okay. And and if you well, if you parse uh, it a little bit, thinking about what yeah, it is, is it is it is it is it a smooth criminal joke? Uh huh. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> oh, that's an old head. You know, yeah. an old head had to recognize that. Yeah. So I was like, and I was about to say, yeah, I was like, you put two and two together with with what I've just mentioned, then yeah, you yeah. can, yeah, you can, you can get it. And eight to seventy, as always, right on top of that one. So, um, but yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of how of what we can do on the yeah, show. Pretty much. I've about to say, yeah, basically. Um. But I guess look out for CB Capsco. I think there probably will be a a, a uh, thing about there also. Um, also, the other book would be Spider Gwen Ghost Spider Number One, which again I did not read, but I kind of skimmed through because I wanted to see if I actually needed um, any prior Spider Verse knowledge before going into this book. And I believe, um, help me out because I can't seem to get my tablet. My tablet's not. Okay, whatever. The they do have the Spider Verse tag on this one, right? Uh, the Spider getting tag on this one, right? As a tie-in, I feel fairly confident. 
I'm just oh, gonna pull go. my physical copy. No, I see. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna yes. pull my physical copy. Actually, I, see I don't it. think it does. No, it does. It does. It's at the top. It oh, was, yeah, okay. it says. Um, oh no, it does. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. You're right. I see it. Here it is, folks, on video. So it is says is a tie-in, but I hadn't got to the point where it had because basically you. But however, if you have not read prior, uh, the prior volume of Spider Gwen, you may want to do that. I don't think it's I don't think it's something that you necessarily have to because uh, there's some things in the first couple of pages that kind of that kind of bring that stuff up. Oh, I see where the crossover starts. I was just flipping through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and I think it took a couple of pages after that before before the Spider Verse thing. I mean, Spider getting right. So it doesn't out. right. So it doesn't open with the crossover, right. but it's definitely there. It's basically a catch it up on people. It's like, hey, you know, you know, she's out doing her thing, and it, it mentions some of her issues that she had, um, you know, at the end of her her last run. Gotcha. So cool. Which I didn't. So it's kind of like the best. I was about to say it's kind of the best transition. Kind of where, yeah. you know, we 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 pick up where we left off, kind of establish a new status quo, and then jump right into the into the crossover. Yep. Okay. So, but it's like I said, Spider Gwen's back. I don't like it's uh, even from the first couple of pages. By the way, that cover is awesome by uh, Binkle. But um, first couple of pages, it still kind of made me miss the old creative team already because you know but that's just because you know they they did bring her into this and (laughs) you know that was her baby for so there was their baby for so long sure i was i was gonna say like you know with all due respect to uh stan and uh, steve ditko Mm -hmm. you know if you uh if you if you drew the parallel between spider gwen and uh and and Spidey Classic, Spidey Six One Six. Yes, they're basically the Stan and Steve Ditko for those thirty some odd issues. Yeah, you know, basically. forty some odd issues of uh, Spider Gwen. Mm-hmm. So look at that. That's pretty much that. The only other Spider Book was um, uh, Amazing came out, but I don't. You read that, right? I read. I read yeah, that. So, so let's just take that. care of Amazing, which is not tying into Spider Geddon. Yes, the one book, uh, the one mainstream Spider Man book. That's uh, crossing over is uh, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man. So they are leaving Nick Spencer's run completely out of Spider-Geddon for now. Hmm. So uh, with that, um, let me move on to Amazing and just address what happens in this issue. It's the start of a new arc that involves, um, uh, I guess, super-powered thieves. And forgive me for not completely remembering this, and I could be mistaken. Um, don't know if you're familiar with the group of thieves, and they did make an appearance recently um, with Gambit trying to uh, do something with them, and it's the Thieves Guild. Um, vaguely familiar, but I don't remember any recent run-ins. Right, where, you know, in, in New Orleans, there was a Thieves Guild and an Assassin's Guild. Yeah. And Gambit was like the heir apparent to the Thieves Guild. Right, and they played and, some of that out in the animated series. Right. So um, the Thieves Guild makes an appearance in this, and uh, they basically, without spoiling too much, go on a spree stealing s- super-powered things. And it's actually pretty entertaining to see what 
they've stolen and what is um, their reason for it. Wait, is it uh, akin to that? I can't remember what um, they raiding a shield thing like somebody did in a, um, in a book a while ago. Uh, this is more extreme. Okay. This is way more extreme. And you'll be surprised at the extremes that Spencer takes it to sure. when it comes to what's being stolen. Okay. And uh, we leave the we uh, the issue ends with um, Spidey having had some stuff stolen, and he is uh, put into a worse position uh, by another thief who is uh, more familiar to uh, fans of Spider-Man. Uh, it's not the biggest spoiler if I say thief and Spider-Man and uh, white hair, so. Um, <laughs> so those are some big clues I'm leaving out there yep. for the, you don't have to be the world's greatest detective to figure this one. I mean, you know, you, all you, you pretty much had to say it was Thief and Spider-Man and the, the two and the two go together. Right. So, uh, you know, the cliffhanger of the story is, um, you know, basically, uh, uh, is, is a scene between the two of these characters. So, um, you know, that leaves us uh, waiting for the next issue. We'll see where this whole thief and thieves guild thing goes. It's interesting to see um, some uh, stories that were created. I don't recall the thieves guild really crossing over into other books. I remember right. them playing roles in the X-Men corner of the universe. And, you know, some like, you know, let's say like the Gambit miniseries and whatnot. But I can't say that they have appeared in some of the mainstream Marvel books, the the, the hero books, and this might be the first time I'm seeing it. But I, I'm not sure if it's the first time it's happened. Hmm. But it's interesting to see nonetheless. Slightly surprised they haven't shown up in Mr. and Mrs. X yet. But then again, they are still out in space, and I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit. But <laughs> right, I was about to say that could be the next arc. Exactly. So. So okay, and I was about what I was about to actually. Well, the other thing I was going to ask is like, wait, does Gambit actually show up in this? Or I I, I hesitate to say that, that might be in the near future. Because mm. I was about to say that, like you just said, like doesn't seem that seems weird for them to to pop out, you know, away from him in the X the X corner of the world. Right, right. So that might be uh, 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 an issue where there's a crossover at some point. So we shall see that, you know, this, uh, I'm not sure how many issues this particular arc is, but, uh, we are definitely in the first of a multiple arc, uh, issue, uh, story arc. That's mm. eh, probably keep it six, seven, like you've been doing. I don't know. Mm. Um, but regardless, that's cool beans. And that's amazing Spider-Man. So I think we finished the Spidey corner yeah, of the Marvel U this I week. I think we've, uh, spun that one up enough. Ah, oh. I know yeah, that was terrible, but um, <laughs> nice. Um, hmm. so let's go to the DC corner really, really quick. Ah, uh, you've got the only book, I'm assuming, because I yeah, didn't read any, basically. Um, because actually, they, they, like, like I told you beforehand, there was a couple books I wanted to catch up on because they, they, they seem like pretty good, but this one. Is Titans number twenty eight, um, and um, this is you might as well say there's some nostalgia in this uh, in this issue. So, um, because Tempest shows back up, and if you if you know uh, who that is from from previous iterations of the Titans, 
Was it Titans or Teen Titans? Regardless, um, it's a little bit of that. So, and it's also leading into, or actually, well, technically, it is still kind of leading into a uh, an event called Drought on the Earth mm-hmm. that is over there, and that I think uh, has already started. Well, I guess this is kind of seemingly in the middle of it because it might have started in Justice League, which I haven't read. So, which I kind of hate. Yeah, I th- Go ahead. Yeah, I think it started in Justice League. Not yeah, mentioned. so because it did say uh, uh, on the first page, it was like it, this takes place after Justice League ten. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, I kind of hate because it's like an event just propping into a book that, you know, from a book that you don't read into a book that you do read. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of annoying. Absolutely. Um, and even like halfway in the middle of this book, they kind of cut back to it. And so it's like, Hey, if you want to, you know, just go back over there to see what happens, you know, what happens to this other person that's in there. Anyway. So the the crux of the book is uh Tempest comes to get help from the Titans and um well he finds out about um well so he and Donna are pretty much the the, the ones that know each other so and Donna the, the whole thing's being told from Donna Troy's um perspective like you know the whole thing where Roy comes out not comes out because she still hasn't told the team yet which is also mm-hmm. weird because it's like wait so she knows about Roy but she hadn't said anything about Wally which they both died at the same time from Heroes in Crisis spoiler sorry folks but yeah I was about to say let's not weeks. even I that 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 whole thing makes my head hurt yeah so but you know, but who's alive who's not who knows about what well and, and that's and that's the thing that kind of comes up in because one because again even after last issue like this is after the nightwing got shot so they, they they bring that up um donna knows about roy's dead no one said anything but while gets brought up but not his death and right. then and so the most of Which the might issue, be a mild spoiler already uh, yeah might be i don't know because i mean yeah i guess at this point it might be. i don't know who knows it's been a couple of weeks since that's come out uh which is weird because also at the end of the book it says um heroes in crisis number two now on sale which is not because <laughs> they, they pushed that book back so that was a whole that was another weird thing that that was like oh boom, they forgot to take that out of there huh um but then again you know given time and you know they probably couldn't so anyways, like I said, the, the, um, this whole issue, I mean, this whole issue been part of a nostalgia thing because they're going after these, the space fish, alien, uh, the fish monsters, as, as um, Beast Boy called them, that are coming to Earth to wreck the seas. Again, this is going back to the, the, the event, um, Drowned Earth, and trying to take over the Earth or something or rather. But basically, yeah, they're trying to make the seas rise and poison it to get rid of humans or something. I don't know. Because like, I didn't read Justice League, so I'm just kind of getting thrown in on this one. Tempest comes to get Titan's help. They go off on some hot half-cocked mission to try to steal um, one of the... to try to disable one of their ships. And everything goes... And in true Titans fashion, everything goes well until it doesn't. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and throughout the whole issue, like I said, you, this, uh, Donna Troyes is basically reminiscing on, you know the Titans and because, you know, Tempest is there and the old Titans and the way it used to be and, and all that kind of good mess. And since Nightwing's not there, you know, they kind of have, you know, they kind of go through the, well, what would Nightwing do? Well, he's not here. So mm. that kind of situation. So, yeah, yeah, but it was a, it was a good, um, it was a, it was a good 
issue is you know filled with a it doesn't really go back into any specific nostalgia thing but it just kind of brings up it's like hey you know this was the makeup of the team here and we had good times we were family and this and that and the other and that, that kind of you know th- that kind of good thing all the while going through you know th- going through the action bits with the with the new team sure minus miss martian who apparently um got got teleported away to whatever's going on whatever happened in justice league Otherwise, that they probably because she would have been because now that she's the one that's kind of leading the team in Nightwing's you know absence, she would have been she probably would have said no. That's why they probably put her somewhere else so that this gotcha. would go down. But like I said, it was a good read. Like I said, you would probably want to read Justice League Ten if you are already so inclined before you're reading this. But you can probably kind of sort of get by because it does kind of say, hey, this you know some things happen. Alrighty, so, but you just don't get in depth with whatever whatever went down in uh, Justice League. So there's that. Um, you want to throw another one out? Sure. Um, kind of an oddball week of comics this week. Uh, the next kind of big title that I read this week is uh, the Return of Wolverine number two, hmm. and uh, we have the premiere of uh, the Hot Claws, oh, and. Uh, it's uh, rather underwhelming, hmm. but uh, the story itself is actually moving along uh, at a rather slow pace. But uh, you know, there, there's definitely a, a decent bit of setup and some more exposition on behalf uh, uh, by uh, this um, scientist character that is uh, helping uh, Wolverine out. Uh, the basic premise is right now Wolverine has come back, but he lacks a lot of his memories. And... Uh, he's trying to figure out what this new uh, villain Persephone is up to, and this new group um, Solterra is, uh, is 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 doing with uh, you, know, you know is doing uh, you know behind the scenes. So that's still to be addressed. We're only in the second issue of this uh, series, uh, but like I said, things are moving along somewhat on the slow side. It has you know it's something to do with maybe it being a little stretched out. The uh, the way the story is paced is uh, kind of reminds me of Steve Dillon's uh, work on uh, Garth Ennis's Punisher. If you if you recall that, if anyone out there listening or watching can remember back to how those issues were plotted out and the way those pages were laid out and the way the action is uh, paced, uh, Declan Shalvey in this kind of paces the action in a very similar at a very similar uh, pace and speed, and it proves for kind of slow storytelling but quick page turning so uh as i said earlier while the story uh really hasn't progressed that much we kind of got from a to b in this and uh you know hopefully we'll find out more about this persephone character very soon they call her hephany oh no i don't know that's so anyway okay yeah Probably the only part of that song I actually have heard and know that I know. Anyway, folks, um, I only have two more books, and I believe you only have two more books. So you want to spin it up? I think so. All righty, here we go. Rapid fire, folks. This is what we do real quick. Um... Star Trek, The Next Generation, Terra Incognita number four. This is basically, I don't want to say it's a Crusher 
a, a crusher uh focused uh issue but it kind of sort of is it starts off with um with wesley uh in a holler in a in a simulation commanding the enterprise but he's like i don't like what like simulations don't do nothing for me i need real world stuff blah 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 blah, blah. so he and but he Riker and this other red shirt a friend of his ends up going on this mission uh that is that at the end is vaguely familiar of a tng episode one involving data and some sentient drones but they basically end up on a planet and oh actually it's a, a mixture of two different plots realistically not a thing about it but it is what it is i don't know and barkley's there so um, mirror barkley is still there but they don't really do too much out of him outside of He's the one they're prodding uh, the Wesley to kind of go off and do what he needs to do. So, but it was a good issue. You know, it is what it is. It's basically you could kind of see it as an issue as as an episode of TNG if 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 there was still going on. But again, it's I don't know what's going on with this uh, miniseries because it's like it started doing going to place and it I'm not sure where it's going. Mm-hmm. You know, so especially when it's supposed to be doing some mirror universe stuff and the only mirror universe person we got is Barkley and he's kind of playing old Barkley's role but regardless it is what it is um and my last book which is one is I had no intentions of reading much less picking up but uh my combo guy put it in my thing because he knows how much I like Black Panther but I had to um go ahead okay I'm about to say you're right over there, but um, see what's going on. Just a little bit of an accident. With, yeah, I got uh, it, no biggie. But mount. anyway, yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, so, oh, but here's what I wanted to ask: Did you uh, get this when you put in your digital codes? What's that? Black Panther versus Deadpool number one. Um, or have you put in your digital codes yet? I digital code for what exactly? Uh, oh, wait, didn't you get physical books? I did, but not for. I, oh, I I yeah, I do for, normally, but I don't normally punch in the digital codes for any of my books. Oh, okay. Sorry. So no, 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 it's fine because um, I can't remember what book it was, but the first book I entered in gave me a code for the Black Panther versus Deadpool number one. Really? So yeah, that might be a thing that they're, they're trying to push. And I could have sworn I seen an article about that, but they were. I know that whole article thing was stupid, and I didn't know if it was about the book or not. Anyway, I should probably talk about the actual book. Um, so it's Deadpool. It's another one of those Deadpool versus whatever. And I, yeah, I think there was some. There was an article out there saying make about making Deadpool the next Black Panther. Not in actuality, uh, but, but yeah, I as didn't in, see an article about that. And I'm sitting here like, you should fire that writer. I just, I, I <laughs> and you know it's only a temporary joke thing. I know, I know, I know. It was like, don't even joke like that. And, and it was like, oh, well, and I think it was. I didn't read the. I, I I still had the article somewhere because I didn't put it in the lineup. But I think it was like in popularity. I'm like, what, what? Um. Anyway, so so we start. This book started off basically. Uh, Deadpool needs uh, some vibranium. Because of an, of course he does. Yeah, because of an accident. Weirdly enough, having to do with Willie Lumpkin. What? Yes. <laughs> so long time of people of a certain vintage will know that name from Marvel, Mar- the Marvel lore. 
Yeah. Um. So. So what? The mailman. Yes. Yes. Fantastic Four. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um. So he ends up going to um Wakanda and getting some vibranium or trying to get some vibranium. And of course, in true Deadpool fashion, it he, he breaks the fourth wall because there even references like him saying, "I liked you. You were much nicer in the movies." Oh goodness, that kind of thing, and um, something else. Oh, and even going to the going to the point of saying, "Come on, we all know how, how this goes. There's going to be a misunderstanding, and then a big fight, and then da da da." You know, going. He just basically ran down how it was going to go, and sure enough. You know, uh, um, it kind of started going down that way. I'm like, well, all right. So you're just gonna just just throwing a hand out there, huh? We're just gonna play it out. Yeah. And let it... Which I mean, now granted, they could they, it could there could be a swerve, but he basically you know laid out like you know how these things go, you know da 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 da, da. and it started off on the first thing that that usually hand, hands happens into this, or first and second I should say, and um, and uh. Well, I would say gets to a point at the end of the issue where Deadpool is going to be back for more. Okay. And there's also, um, I don't know if I could call it a MacGuffin, but there's also another thing that um, has to do with an invention that T'Challa made. And of course, sure, he is there. And uh, and also, I should note, the art um, makes uh, T'Challa and Shuri look not close to, but um, favoring their movie versions. Of, Interesting. Uh, yeah, like it's rough, look, rough, rough looking versions of them, and I, and I don't mean rough as in the art's bad. It's just like kind of sketched, you know, sketch version of um, of the character of the characters, I should say. So, but anyway, that was that's taking. Um, this that's been way too long. If you're so inclined, you could check it out. Like I, said, I had no intentions of it, but since I got the free copy, I was like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll check it out. Okay. Alrighty, uh, I've just got two more books to talk about. They're both kind of off the beaten path for me. Hmm. One is Century Number Five. I could not remember reading Century Number Four, but I jumped straight into Century Number Five on my way home. And what I came to find is that I really only missed sort of one big. Uh, revelation in the book which is uh the century kind of uh uh spoiler alert here mm-hmm. the century at this point has taken on the void and uh acknowledged that the void is a part of him and uh the century no longer looks like um you know the blonde golden uh superhero with the power of a thousand exploding suns right he looks more like he is using the void half of his powers and his uniform has uh, switched to black and red with uh, black hair and it's a pretty interesting uh turn of events because the characters that were seeking to uh, destroy the century in this are basically uh, upended and destroyed because the century has embraced his other side, the darker half, the mm. evil half. So now he's black suit Superman. In a sense, yes, but in a sense, no, because now he's got uh, um, uh, a more serious 
personal side of his personality being expressed. Edgy. Uh, gotcha. Or a more, yes. I was going to say it's extreme. Mm. It's all nineties, but, mm. uh, uh, ultimately that's where the, the, the character finds himself. And, um, if you recall, you know, this character is basically one of the, the most powerful characters in all of the Marvel universe and the Avengers right now, short black Panther who does not appear in this, but, uh, we're, we're all kind of agreed that, um, this this particular iteration of the Avengers, actually, come to think of it, I don't think Ghost Rider is here either. But uh, this iter- the current iteration of the Avengers team is actually one of the more powerful right. uh, group of uh, heroes that we, you know, uh, 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 rosters of Avengers that we've seen in a long time. And they've got two major heavy hitters at this point. Well, if you count Captain Marvel as a well, third. Three. Well, yeah, well, that's why that was one of the ones I was talking about. Right, because you've got actually, the three, Hulk. but yeah. Thor, Odinson, who's not you know up to uh, you know up to full speed, right. and Iron Man, Captain Marvel, basically, and they can't, they don't have the, uh, a prayer against. Uh, I was century. right. I was basically talking about Captain Marvel and, and uh, Hulk, Shulk, but yeah, because 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 Thor is not necessarily at his his full capacity, right? So, yeah, yeah. So that's that. And my other book this week is Moon Knight number 200. And I really only picked it up, and I'm going to be brutally honest, the only reason I picked it up is that I like the uh, David Finch variant cover. And I'm holding that up right now. So for the uh, folks out there who are watching on video... I believe that's an homage, isn't it? What's that? That's an homage, isn't it? To whom? To to, uh, one another, an old issue. I feel like I've seen that cover before. Uh, no, I think this is a new cover. Okay. I think this is a new cover. I mean, it could be something that he did that he's homaging himself. Right. But, um, in any event, I have not been up on Moon Knight for a long time. Max Bemis's uh, story lost me a while ago. I know that uh, PCN underscore Dirt and I tried to read this and uh, went through a lot of twists and turns that I could not keep up with. But I can tell you that a lot of that stuff is resolved in this issue. And there is, you know, resolution. This might be the last story in this arc and Bemis's last story on the book. So we'll see if, I don't know if this is being solicited next month or not, but definitely, uh, if this is uh, Bemis's last uh, issue, there definitely is some closure to the story. Okay. Yeah, because I remember, I think we were, most of us were reading it when, like, Lemire and uh, whoever else was on the book. Right. Prior to Bemis coming in, Bemis coming in, and that was a good, crazy-ass story. Right. And I think, you know, we've tried to keep up with Bemis's uh, story, but it just really hasn't worked. Mm, kind so, of of it. Yeah. you know, I just sort of picked it up on a whim and I like the cover. Sure. But it's pretty hard. To, it's pretty difficult to read, actually. Gotcha. Cool. Then All right. And that's that. We've so done. I guess we've uh, got clicks of the week coming in. Yep. And it seems as though, um, well, we got a twofer anyway, so you can go ahead and do the one since it's you and Tim. Right. Both Tim Dog 98 and myself have picked Spider Get in number two as our click of the week. Mm-hmm. And uh, PCN underscore Dirt picked Punisher number three for his 
Uh, and he says, uh, Punisher versus Daredevil is always great, especially when Punisher outsmarts DD. And all I'm thinking about is that is the one cover where Punisher blasts him in the chest and in, in the stomach. Right. On the cover, which I don't remember if that was actually inside the book or not, but regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess for myself, uh, Shushka. I kind of almost weirdly, even though I would hate myself for it, because my dislike of Deadpool is probably as good as my love for for Black Panther, if I chose that one. But that was the reason why I didn't pick it in the first place. So I'm just going to go ahead and say Titans number 28. Nice. Because it was was a good, enjoyable, almost, you know, you could, like, it's basically a classic, uh, almost a classic (laughs) issue of how, how Titans would go. I'm like, yeah, this... This all checks out. No one died, though, but still. All right, so that being the case, we are done with the books of the week, and I think we got an ad coming up. All righty. So, I've got an echo in my ear. Hmm. Our first ad of the night is for, is for Amazon. Help keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, or apparel, etc., etc. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment... That helps us keep the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. And we go into the cinematic news. Into the news! Whoa! <laughs> my, my, my soundboard went kablooey. Oh, no. I was thinking, um, quick draw McGraw's side quick for a second when you say Kablooey. Ah. And then, of course, you got to go with El Cabong. But anyway, um, oh, now I got to, now I got to find the El Cabong sound effect. That's great. It's going to be awesome. Um, anyway, first off, cinematic, like I said, Hellboy reboots, uh, NYCC trailer leaks online. I forgot to put this in the lineup last week. That's the only reason why I'm bringing it up now. Um, which I thought we, I know we had kind of sort of talked about it around, or at least we talked about some of it, but what I neglected to mention was that there is a trailer that also leaked out with, uh, the, the picture. Okay. We talked about last week. Oh, geez. Stop it. Um, next. Ah, Luke Cage <laughs> is canceled. No season three for Netflix Marvel drama. poor poor netflix marvel shows Mm, yeah and um actually i'm going i will go ahead and take these next three um while we're here because with the cancellation of actually probably the next four now that i think about it um but anyway uh the next there was a speculation that actually i'm gonna skip one uh, I'm skip three and then come back to the other three. Uh, so 
with the cancellation, of course, people were speculating that well, they're gonna they're gonna put it on um, they're gonna put it on Disney's thing because Disney wanted them to do it so they could you know Disney wanted them to cancel it because they wanted to put it on their service. Well, guess what? Ted Sarandos says Netflix has complete control over its Marvel shows, which we had been told about before when they first started doing these things. Uh, which means that Netflix was the one who canceled it, not Disney. And uh, he also said that they were super happy with their performance so far. Um, that basically confirms, according to this article, that basically confirms the decision to cancel Iron Fist was not an order for Disney, like I just said, but Netflix's calls. Which, again, like I said, we, we had been told about this, but people wanted to speculate that it was from Disney. Now, that is not to say that they could not still do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some kind of way, but since it is, since this is Netflix's, these are technically Netflix's shows. Um, I I don't know with using their property. I don't know. Like they could probably, if anything, they could, you know, put the shows that they canceled that that's already run on the service. Kind of doubt it, but whatever. Um. So, any hope to? You know, any hope to to uh, what the, the shows are going to the their new streaming service? Maybe lessened, maybe not. You know, I don't know. Especially since we found out this is a Netflix show. But on that, uh, given the show's cancellation, Iron Fist Finn Jones reacts to uh, Iron uh, to Luke Cage's cancellation as he did with his, um, with the picture that you seeing from his Instagram. Uh, if you're watching the video. Also, Mike Coulter, he of Luke fame, fame, also re- uh, responds to the show's cancellation. Um, he says he's rather grateful to Marvel and Netflix for letting me portray such a prolific character, and thank you, amazing fans. Um, and also, actually, there's another article that I almost said that art imitates or life imitates art in that uh, around the same time he's his wife gave birth to their second child um who's not as far as i know named danielle because that would just be too too fitting uh. um but yes and actually i did not what i did not know is that his wife is a netflix um netflix executive uh, because the next article says as much means nothing but nevertheless congrats to to, to him and his wife Mm -hmm. and yeah so all right so do you want me to take the next one you yeah as it gets i already talked about the netflix stuff so yeah you can take that next one because this one's up your alley actually what the ted sarandos no no after yeah nick fury one all right so there's a rumor out there that there's a nick fury television show in development for disney streaming service so uh, with uh, the relationship between Marvel and Netflix kind of in uh, murky waters, it was announced that Disney is looking to launch uh, uh, that, that that there's a rumor that there might be uh, a Nick Fury TV show uh, being created in the wake of the uh, stories that the Marvel Studios is going to produce both the Scarlet Witch and Loki series for the service. And being this rumor, there is you know nothing said in stone, and also doesn't say whether Samuel Jackson would be the one playing Fury, right? So in the show, which I think would probably be his first TV bit in a while. 
I'm not sure what his last TV show was. Well, I mean, if 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 you're not counting his uh, guest his guest cameo on Agents of Shield early on, right, right, right. right. I'm trying to think if he, if he actually has done any television before that. I want to say he might have, but I don't know. Anyway, regardless, that's it's all rumor and speculation, and it is what it is. Disney removes the Marvel Studios film from its 2020 release late slate. We have no idea what it is. Um, there's, I mean, there is the some of the speculation is that it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, given the recent events and mm-hmm. it being placed on indefinite hold. Right, that one would probably be too easy. I think. Inhumans might have already been taken off the roster. So, who freaking knows what it is? But speculation is running rampant, nevertheless. Alrighty. Uh, Avengers 4, Karen Gillan reveals a new look at Nebula. Sadly, not with the blue blue wig. Hmm. But yeah, so we see uh, a picture of her here looking, uh, looks like she's in uh, Gamora's garb and has, I think, um, Star-Lord's, well, that's not Star-Lord's gun, uh, element gun, but I think he's his pendant or somewhere. But basically, as, as you can see here, he's got the Guardian's uh, pen, uh, logo right there, so. Okay. I don't know. Is she taking over for... Actually, she kind of does look like Star Lord in that get up, but I don't know. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen after that. There's not very many Guardians left. <laughs> no, like I think she is she the and only Rocket? one. Rocket, yes, that's right, because Rocket's on Earth with uh, Thor. Yes, that's, and mm-hmm. Groot. Yeah, so, but Groot disappears. So, spoiler alert. So, oh yeah, he did disappear. I totally forgot about that. So yeah, so there's only a couple of them yet, and whatever happens else happens in Avengers Four. Um, speaking of. Leaked Avengers 4 photo seems to confirm Pepper Potts' superhero identity. So, sounds like Rescue could possibly be coming into the fold on Avengers 4. Everybody gets a suit of armor. You get a suit of armor. You get a suit of armor. You get a suit of armor. Everybody gets a suit of armor. Yeah. So, I guess, you know, yeah, Rescue comes to the the big screen, if that's the case. To the rescue? Ha, 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 ha. So I don't know, but that's that's also a rumor, and you know, but who knows? Gwyneth looking like Gwyneth. Um, oh, that's right, that was from Fractions Run. Shit, I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, next, Marvel Studios: The first ten years prints from Mondo are on sale this Tuesday. So there are po- on uh, online release of posters uh, by. Uh, by various artists uh, depicting um, uh, iconic scenes and imagery from the uh, first 10 years of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Here's the, I'm showing the one from Captain America, the first Avenger. That's pretty uh, cool. From, from uh, Franco, Francisco, Friends, is it Francisco? Yes. Yeah, Francisco, Francisco Franco Villa. Yes, protect him at all costs. Um, and then here's some more. Here's uh, Amian Jugo. Uh, hopefully I didn't screw that name of out. Chris Kohler, Iron Man one. You know, there's a couple of them. Got Becky Clunan. There's, there's a few of them here. As, oh, that um, Thor one looks cool. Yeah, that Thor one's kind of nice. Although, wait. Who's that? Oh, wait. The Thor one's Becky Clunan. Sorry. Ah. 
Um, I was about to, you know what's funny about that is that the Thor one is the one that's by kind of like a a a, 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 a class or or at least a, a regular comic book artist. Right. I don't know. I don't. Oh well, Francisco, Francisco Frank, Frank yeah, he's, is a yeah, regular he's artist too. Right. He covers a lot. Um, and of course, Spider Man Homecoming by Sarah Deck. Alrighty. So. Yeah, there you go. And they they went on sale this past Tuesday, so you can go to Mondo's site if you're interested in these and go pick some up. I think they have limited surprise supplies, but hey, run it, run it. Um, da da da. See Frozone's wife, Honey, in exclusive Incredibles two deleted scene. So the long mysterious uh, Honey that we've only heard in voice in the Incredibles apparently had um had a scene where she actually shows up. But they took it out, or never planned on put it in. It got cut, basically, and uh, it's on the DV, uh, the Blu-ray, which is coming out soon, actually. When is it? Because uh, I did not actually, catch Incredibles two in the theaters. The thirtieth. Actually, it's coming out next week. I just uh, nice. think so. Yeah. Oh wait, uh, da, 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 da. no, November sixth. Um, what's coming out next week? Well, so so digital's coming out October twenty third. Oh, so which means it's already out on digital. And uh, yeah, Blu-ray is coming out on December sixth. Something's coming out next week, and I can't remember what it is that I was going to pick up because uh, Ant-Man and Watch just came already came out last week. So no, got my- yeah, I hadn't got mine yet because I was waiting for this week to get whatever com- was going to come out this week. And yeah, I'm definitely I have never seen Incredibles in the theater, so this will be pretty much me doing the same thing I did when I <laughs> when the first movie came out. Just waiting for it to come out on mm-hmm. home video, right? Yep. Yeah. So that's that. Anyway, next up. Alrighty, uh, Mark Hamill reveals a controversial new take on Luke's death in uh, the Last Jedi. So apparently, uh, to you know, to to cut to the uh, the, the short of the story, uh, it's basically the exertion is too much for Luke. Uh, the Force projection projection that he does, and Luke's body disappears as he becomes one with the Force. Mm. Well, so Hamill says, well, so that's the, I guess that would be the official version, but uh, Hamill himself, which that is his actual, <laughs> that's his Twitter name, but um, uh, Hamill basically said, the force killed Luke. You have to acknowledge the irony in his fate, almost like an addict that kicked his habit cold turkey, remained clean for decades, only mm-hmm. to reuse just once and then tra- tragically overdose. So he's basically likening it to... Um, ODing on drugs after gotcha. being clean so long, which that's a weird, interesting take. I guess. I um, guess. Good guy to make it because he was spending that whole movie. So I'm like, I'm not going back to the jazz. Got to die, and I'm not using the force in this stuff. And yet, he ends up training Ray and da 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 da. And yeah, I I still thought his his death was kind of weird. We know he's going to be back for episode nine, but I was like, that's a weird way to go out. Hmm. Um, anywho, that is that, and it will be long speculation. Actually, yes, take this one. I like your story. Yes, take it. Oh, the Maze Runner directors, uh, that is uh, Wes Ball, is directing a Mouse Guard movie, and it's going to start <laughs> filming in early 2019. So those what? who... Those... Wait, 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 what? What, 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 what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> so those who have been with us for, for any length of time knows that Agent 70 is the big Mouse Guard fan of the panel. Oh, love Mouse Guard. Saw uh, David Peterson at New York Comic Con, picked up some great, uh, a great children's uh, alphabet book 
that's uh, done in mouse guard fashion from him. Um, and uh, it's pretty cool. So um, apparently he, Westball had been attached to direct a mouse guard movie back in September of 2017. And now they're finally going into production. So that's pretty exciting. So, and which I assume is going to be animated, although they could probably do something with some you know, uh, CG or, uh, yeah, it might be thing, very but, CG. Yeah. So I say, I saw this and I was like, yeah, I know who's going to be excited about this one. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Mouse guard is awesome. You people need, everyone needs to go read this at some point. I need to track down the role-playing game. Mm. Oh, I know. Well, I'm about to say I can. I I I, I got a lead on that for you if you if you want me to hook you up. I'm pretty sure I can find a copy, but yeah. uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving right along. Um, Elseworlds photo reveals first look at Lois Lane. So, um, excuse me, Arrowverse Elseworlds to be more specific. So the, we know the the uh, the DC Arrowverse crossover is coming pretty soon, and we also know that there's going to be a Lois Lane. I believe we talked about that last week. Um, but we get a picture of uh, said Miss Lane with um, right. with uh, well, actually, excuse me, it's Melissa Benoist and um, Tyler Hochin and I, what is her name? Who's playing? The young lady that's playing, uh, oh, excuse me, Elizabeth Taluk, who came from Grimm, who's playing uh, Lois Lane. There's a picture of them on Melissa Benoist's uh, Instagram. Uh, and I guess I will go ahead and take this next one because uh, we also talked about this, well, I speculated on this last week, in that uh, look out, Arrowverse, Lex Luthor is coming to Supergirl. Which bom, I bom, bom. You know. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Here we go. Nope. This one. <laughs> there you go. So yeah. So if you've been, if you haven't been watching Supergirl, you um, his sister, which yeah, he never had a sister as far as I know. Uh, well, wait, there might have been actually. No. Regardless, his sister is in <laughs> Supergirl. I don't know. DC's weird. Um, his sister is in uh, in in Supergirl already, um, and. They kind of allude to him every now and then, like they've talked about. And since Superman is now in the show, they're just—I guess—they're just going ahead and just throwing him in. Also, um, I do not believe. Let me see. It doesn't necessarily say when he's going to come, but when he arrives, according to this article, he'll be sticking around for a while as a part of a recurring character and not a one-off appearance. So I'm wondering if it's going to be taking over for his sister, or are they going to be working together? Um, who's who's the name for the lady who's playing his sister? Whose name is escapes me? Because whatever. Regardless, that's the thing. It's happening. Yes. Alrighty, this is exciting. Yes. During the Arrowverse crossover, a photo has been uh, released that shows. John Wesley Ship's 1990 flash suit. I saw this. I got a kick out of seeing this photo. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. And you can see it on... Well, you can see another version of it, or at least the first version of it, you can see uh, on but both versions there, because uh, there was... Um, there was... If you're watching the video, there's him in the flash suit, his flash suit with um, uh, Supergirl and uh, Arrow Flash and Flash Arrow. Mm-hmm. Because they're they they switch suits because of the the uh, crossover, and they're out on the street, 
And of course, there's a more close-up version of John Wesley Ship in the old cast, in the old uh, costume, which I don't think it's the exact old costume. I don't know if they said that or not, but it's basically, you know, looks like his old costume from the old 90s TV show, which mm. you can see. I, wait, I shouldn't say that too loud. Because I don't know if it's on DC, uh, DC, uh, DC uh, Universe. I think it is, but I'm not sure. It's, I know it's on CWC. Regardless, you can go check that stuff out. Um, oh. and yes, and the um the crossover is coming soon, so we got that to look forward to. And actually, even if you didn't already know, if have been Pendleton and Flash, uh, John Wesley Ship has played both uh, Barry's dad and um. Oh shit! Help me out. What? Um, Jake Garrick. Okay, Jared Garrick Flash. So he's kind of been off and on in the show, and it's been cool. Yeah, because it's a nice callback. Yes, and matter of fact, they even had um one of his co-stars in an episode. The the lady that he, he co-starred with in his old show in, in one of the episodes that I remember. So it was definitely, and of course, also Mark Hamill played the trickster as he did in the original show and this. So there's been a few different callbacks to, 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 to the original show. Sure. So I'm only, it's, I'm curious as to what they're going to do for the crossover with that. Anyway, moving right along. Um, wait, is that you or me? It's you. It's me. Uh, no, I think it's you because I read yeah, the John Wesley ship. Me. Yeah. Um, Legends of Tomorrow photos debut Richardson Sellers' new character. So Macy Richardson Sellers was playing Vixen or a version of Vixen, Vixen, I have to say. And it sounds like I haven't been keeping up, but uh sounds like she is no longer playing Vixen, but she's now coming to play a character named Charlie. Okay. Uh, she re- yeah, Vixen retired from the team and returned to her own time period, but um, Macy Richardson Sellers was brought back into the fold to play Charlie, a disco-loving wild child who happens to look like Vixen. Um, and according to this article, has no problem borrowing her old outfits. Mm. So, I don't know, is this going to be another version of Vixen in, from the 70s? Or this is just like, um, I don't know. Actually, I haven't really been keeping up with the show. So, it's a thing. There you go. Next up. All right. So, next up, Gotham has given us a first full look at Shane West as Bane. Which I believe prompted our own PC underscore dirt to tweet out his rendition. Yeah, there's been a lot of... Um, it hadn't been terribly bad, but there's there has been some some ribbing on this um on this. That's version. really bad. If you're watching the video, yeah, it actually weirdly looks like it looks like uh, dude uh, the dude that plays um the penguin <laughs> from Gotham in a Bane suit, especially yeah, with the hair. That's but pretty bad. Yeah, it's not you know, and it also is Gotham, so Gotham is not necessarily playing it fully straight with the Batman mythos anyway, but nevertheless, that's, yeah, that's not, wow. <laughs> Gosh. I stopped watching that so long ago. So Gotham, like, I, I didn't stop because I wanted to, I stopped because I stopped all the shows around the same time because there was a whole bunch of other stuff going on. Like, Gotham got good and kept being good and crazy and that's what I kind of liked about it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they started going headlong into, you know, Batman proper, 
with the the last time I saw it, but it was you know, and Alfred, like I keep saying, was, was pretty damn great. But um, there was a level of crazy that kind of stayed with the show from what I last saw of it. You know, that was actually pretty good. At least what I'm drawing from it was a little over the top in some in a lot of cases. Anywho, that's the thing. Bane is coming to Gotham, and this is going to be the last season, so no one has to worry about, you know, they need to cancel the show because it's already going. Mm-hmm. Next. Right. Um, I got next. Yep. Which I think you could take uh, the All next right. you can name two of them, actually. All righty. So Titans introduces the last team of DC villains anyone would expect. So uh, I understand that they introduced Hawk and Dove yes. in the second episode, which is cool. And which they actually also... look really cool from the photos I've seen. Yeah, which also uh, is supposed to be getting their own show, I believe. Interesting. I believe. But apparently the villains introduced in this episode were the nuclear family. They're not traditional Titans foes, but are basically, but I have basically historically been um, villains for uh, the Outsiders, as in Batman and the Outsiders. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar Neither am I. So okay. Oh, according to this, it says um, the Nuclear Family's live-action debut will be this. They previously appeared in an episode of Justice League Action, which I still haven't seen a whole lot of. Where they were unsurprisingly far less brutal. I hear decent things about that show, but I don't know. Anyway, next up, you can hit the next one too. All right, based on uh, another Titans-centric. Uh, story Mm -hmm. jeff johns teases an lgbt hero for next season so now that it's been confirmed that the dc universe's streaming service titans show is going to receive a second uh, season um jeff johns executive producers teased the possibility that the show's sophomore outing will feature a gay hero and speculation according to this article is possibly bunker from teen titans i believe that's what or at least I know I've seen speculate. Yeah, I've seen speculation that it might be Bunker. Okay. I don't know. You know, it could be Beast Boy. I didn't know there was a character named Bunker. Yeah, there was a um, there was a run of Teen Titans uh, that I did not know too much of. Uh, well, actually, it wasn't that far along ago. It was probably about a good five or six years ago, if that. Nope. That that uh, well, at least at least the run that I saw he was in, he might have been in before that. Gotcha, but um, but yeah. So, and I remember reading the um a run where he was in. So, yeah, that's the thing. That's it. Um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina star already filming season two. Season one hasn't even come out yet, which I think it's coming tomorrow at the time of this recording. Okay. Um, the twenty sixth. Yes, that would be just in time for Halloween. So, and if you did not know, this is basically um, based off of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina books, which I believe come off of the Afterlife with Archie books. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a spinoff from that. I may or may not be res- mistaken about that. But regardless, yeah, there's a new Sabrina show coming in. It's not the, the happy, sappy one that you know of with Melissa Joan Hart. Um, and that's is <laughs> it for the cinema? No, there's more. There's two more stories. Oh right, because I totally forgot that I did that thing. My darn self, <laughs> I put him in the wrong place. How about that? Alan Tudyk, believe it or not, has been cast as another Joker in Harley <laughs> Quinn's nice. animated series. Nah, ha, ha. I, I know that we're not that. dealing with a live uh, live action Joker, but still. Yes. 
Um, because less said about that live action Joshua Joker, the better, even though we've talked about it for the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, yeah. so that um, animated Harley Quinn's getting a Joker. Pudding. All right. Yeah, I know, right? What's uh, next? Um, and also, last for the cinematic, I totally forgot I put this in here. Jeez. Actually, it's not the last one. It's the next yeah, last one. one. Yes, uh, Batman the Animated Series Blu-ray box set increases run to 70,000, 70K, folks. So that means they, I guess it was going to be somewhat limited uh, amount that you could get. And I'm still going back and forth as to whether I'm going to get this version because I already have a set. Really? Well, I have the DVDs. I gotcha. So, but a Blu-ray... I haven't decided on this one yet either. Yeah. So the, it's going to be a hundred, according to this, one hundred twelve ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cent, and it's going to come out next week, actually, the thirtieth. Mm. Um, and it's also already on DC Universal not uh, the, the network, but I'm not sure. At the last, well, when I first got on there, I think it was SD standard definition, mm. and I can't tell. I haven't played it on the TV since to whether they. Uh, had put it to HD because I know they were trying to wait for this to come out before they did uh, put the HD on the service, if I remember reading right. Regardless, hey, you know you want it. It's coming out next week. Right. So last but not least in uh, cinematic news, a Star Trek animated comedy series is coming to CBS All Access. Holy cow. So CBS has announced plans for a Star Trek Lower Decks, an animated comedy set in the Star Trek universe, coming to the CBS All Access streaming service. Goodness gracious. So it's a bunch of red shirts? <laughs> probably. It, probably. Um, it does actually says this whole the, the series will, will focus on the lowest ranking crew members on one of the least notable ships in Starfleet. Uh, exactly, essentially the opposite. So it's probably going to be like Tag and Bink type of situation. If you if you know those books, Tag and Bink were like two stormtroopers and you know like janitors or something. I don't remember. Yeah. So. So yeah, that's that's that. And I was going to put a, I was going to put a sound effect on that, but you know what? Not even worth it. What? Which one? This one? Yeah. Well, that one's good. What? What's the other one going to be? I don't know. I was, <laughs> or or maybe uh uh. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should kind of go for. <laughs> You want to transition? Yes, let's get off of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just still stuck on the, the 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 red shirts. Like I can only imagine. Like every episode, it's oh no, we lost, we lost. What you want to call it? Uh, um, uh, red oh, shirt the, number four. We, we lost the admiral's dog or something. Yeah, I know, right? Um, which apparently is a thing that I guess is canon now. Um, but yeah, well, actually, since we're still on that, uh, it says here Mike won our hearts with his first sentence. I want to do a show about the people who put. The yellow cartridge in the food replicator so a banana can come out on the other end. <laughs> his cat's name is Riker. His son's name is Sagan. The man is committed, said Kurtzman. And yes, this is uh, Robert Kurt- Alex Kurtzman uh, producing this along with uh, Rod Roddenberry and a few other people. Okay. So, yeah. Tune in yep. for that whenever that comes out. All righty. So now we are going to go into uh, the uh, comic book news. 
And you got first. Yep. I thought you were gonna transition. Um Oh, you no. pressed the transition already. Well, sure. All right, you want another transition? Well There you go, that works. Um hey. an all new, all different Superboy debuts in Superman seven. So this made it sound like John was back, but John wasn't technically gone. I know he and from not remember from what y'all talked to, were talking about, he and Lois were kind of off somewhere else mm-hmm. in in that book. But also, he's off with uh, Damien in Adventures of Super Sons, which is a kind of a, a a sad thing, right? So, okay. Yes. Oh, so it says here, after heading off into the stars for a year-long adventure with his grandfather... Wait, what? Uh, okay, well, a year-long adventure with his grandfather, Jor-El, Jonathan Kent finally reunites with his parents in Superman 7. Um, is it Jor-El dead? No. Okay, move right along. Next up. I don't, I don't want to... Holly Hamner brings Joker into the future of Batman Beyond to relive the killing joke. Oh, boy. Here so, we go again. I mean, yeah, no, right. Which, I'm about to say, wait, there has been a version of Joker in Batman Beyond already, and I saw this, and I'm like, uh, okay. So, I guess... And it, I guess it is that same Neo-Gotham Neo, Neo Gotham version. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't say... Mm-hmm. And... It is what it is. Um, the 2019 Dwayne McDuffie Award submissions are open, which was, this is from a few days ago, but nevertheless, it's still open. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, the portal has just opened up for submissions for the 2019 Dwayne McDuffie Award for Diversity in Comics. And this year's judging panel has been announced with the addition of Sherilyn Eaton and Jeffrey Thorne. Um, so that's Awesome. Says the deadline for comp- completing submissions uh, is December thirty first. And actually, I'm trying to remember, trying to see what this. I can't remember what this was. Um, what this was uh, about, but nevertheless, it is a thing. I'm sure we will be hearing more about it soon. So next up, alrighty. Uh, spoiler alert, Marvel has revealed the hidden secret of Darth Vader's Rogue One castle. And they've said Rogue One, but I don't even... <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually had that, um, that, that, that sound effect on deck also, so I'm glad you got to it before I did. Um, so yeah, I just actually caught up with this book, and apparently he's trying to, to, um, spoiler alert, already been given, but He's trying to create a, car- uh, uh, a castle on Mustafar, of all places. And we all know what happened there. Exactly. Um, and apparently he's trying to do this. Well, according to what he told the Emperor, from what I remember reading, he's trying to um, trying to go deeper into the dark side of the Force, but also possibly trying to bring back, which I think the Emperor himself was like, oh, yeah, I see what you don't give, give, give things up, so I know what you're trying to do. This might be possibly trying to bring... Uh, Padme back with using the Dark Side of the Force, which is supposedly has the ability to bring back the dead. Mm-hmm. And the the um, according to the the book and this article, so there's this dead Sith that he comes across while on Mustafar that was an 
somewhat of an artist, a creator of sorts. And uh, apparently, the building that the building that will become Vader's castle is a key to unlocking. Um, it's like that the the building in Ghostbusters that brings about Gozer. Let's put it that way. It is the mm-hmm. key, as opposed to having the key master. We'll see how that falls out because uh, that that uh, twenty two just came out last week, so it's just you know spoilers for a week old book, I guess. And there's also the Vader's Castle Halloween books, but that's a whole totally different thing that um, that IDW is doing. That's basically a bunch of Halloween stories in this um, in the in Star Wars universe. So, this is what it is. Uh, but next up, uh, Marvel Two and One ends with November's tw- number twelve, but Zdarsky teases a spiritual successor, and no, it's not FF. So okay. we knew Marvel Two and One was going to. Well, we speculated whether Marvel Two and One was going to come to an end, or they were going to keep it keep it up in like the old fashion. Right. But I guess we're finding out that uh, it's going to end with twelve. And um, it says here that he want. He says, and I quote: "I wanted. I knew I wanted to tell a couple of personal stories between the characters for issues eleven and twelve, but I really wanted to stay it out of, out of the way of uh, Don, Dan's Fantastic Four book. So it seemed like a good." a time as any to wrap it up. Uh, according to Zadarsky. And of course he's doing invaders. So that's another thing he's already mm. has on his plate, which that doesn't, you know, saying that he couldn't do both, but regardless, you know, so yeah, Marvel two, one, which has actually been pretty good, uh, is, is, is leaving. And yeah, it has been kind of weird given FF is out as to what they were going to do, because we were all speculation that was going to lead into, which it didn't. Well, it sort of did, and it sort of didn't. You know, like, it sort of brought us to the point where they interact. Except for, but the way they interacted was a way that already came out in FF2. Yeah, and 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 it it kind of goes away from how they they set that up. Right. So, that's even weirder. I I imagine at some point that's going to come together, or maybe not. We don't know. Mm Um... So anyway, so that is that. And, but and, uh, next up, alrighty, uh, Mark Wade has launched a crowdfunder funding uh, effort for to help fund his legal defense in the stupid Comicsgate lawsuit that's been brought against him. Yeah. So apparently, the the idiot that uh, goes under the the, the 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 Twitter name Diversity in Comics. And please don't let me see that any of you that I, I know following this person. Um, brought up a, a, a lawsuit against Mark Wade, and yeah, he's got a Wade's got a GoFundMe set up to for his legal defense because the lawyers got to get paid exactly. <laughs> As one who would know, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, there's this pro bono, but people have to pay the bill, you know, pay their yeah, own bills. Yeah, so. you know, you, you got to do what you got to do, you know. You know, everybody get to eat. So, so that's the thing. So, if you feel so inclined, you can go check that out. Uh, I'm sure through through markway.com and uh, you know, you can seek that out. Mm-hmm. It's sad that even that's a thing that even has to happen. Which you know, like, but this is the world we live in. So, uh, next up, 
uh, a new mobile game, Marvel Battlelines, has been launched for mobile. And in fact, it just came out yesterday uh, because I saw a friend of mine downloading it, and I had to actually try to look it up um, uh, that morning, but and it wasn't out yet. It was either yesterday or Tuesday. I can't remember. But regardless, it is out there for your for your gaming pleasure. So this book, this um, game is not necessarily. It is kind of card based in that you have a deck of cards or you you're building a a deck of cards to go up against your opponent and there is a grid that you have to set your cards out on it's almost like a cross between card battle and tic-tac-a-toe kind of sort of or connect four connect three something like that because you basically have to in order to have an effective attack against your opponent you have to put at least three cards in a in a right line. So on a grid, like a, if it was a, on a three by four grid, you would have to like three across or four down, or at the very least three three across or four down, three down. And actually, I guess a little bit of mastery, not necessarily mastery, because that's that's you're not really matching anything. So if you have three in a row, all three of them will attack your opponent. Uh, and then of course you got like cards that will attack the, um, the the opponent's cards and that kind of good. There's a story mode, and then you can play other people with it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a thing that's out there. I'm still trying to put my, my arms around it and there's a lot of heroes in there and the art looks good in it, you know, and it's, uh, a storyline. So again, it's out there for iOS and Google play. If you want to go check it out. Alrighty. And last but not least, uh, Spider-Man PS4's new downloadable content make some uh, changes to the original Black Cat. So you you reminded me when you were talking about um, um, Amazing. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that, that, that the, the DLC for the PS4 Spider-Man game is out, and it is uh, centering on Black Cat. I haven't played it yet because I still haven't finished the story, but uh, we talked about it last week, so I don't necessarily have to go too far, far into it. Uh, but yeah, apparently they made a, a change, which is not surprised because I mean, no one, there's not many people outside of say Peter that are pretty much playing the, playing the role as they did in the comics. So, cause it's basically an elsewhere story. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that it happens to go back into the comics now, thanks to Spider-Geddon. But, um, so, you know, you like, Doc Ock doesn't necessarily become Doc Ock. Norman Osborn doesn't become the go- but Goblin, but he's the mayor. You know, so, right. so, so so characters are not really played like like they fully how they are. And the Kingpin's still the Kingpin, but that's mm-hmm. that's a whole other situation. Um, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So having them have a change to Black Cat in this is not that big of a, you know, not that big of a surprise. Um, so that folks is that is definitely that and we um we have another ad read last ad read for the night our last ad read of the night is for funko fun at first sight your home for exclusives such as collectibles uh including their world famous pop vinyl bobbleheads apparel including t-shirts hats and socks and brand merchandise including custom diy pop figures art books and skateboards and now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. 
To place your first order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Funko through cspn.us. Do it today. Mm. Uh, before we close out, I just remember something. Um, and I was about to say, speaking of Funko, I still hadn't got. I think I got my Biggie one, but I don't have my. Um, but I didn't get. I don't think I got a, a, a the Okoye, and they've rapidly gone off. Which I've talked about the last uh, last uh, show, and I'm bummed about that that I didn't get one. I think I might have talked about it after the last show. But anyway. So some of you folks, uh, you especially Agent 70, may remember a little book called How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. Of course. Uh, this is, some would have probably said this is the, the go-to guide as to how to draw in the Marvel manner. And uh, some for some strange reason, I ended up picking, I am not a, an artist or a drawer in no respects. But I so I was thinking about it recently, and I was like, let me go pick up this book. So as you can see, you know, there's sketches in there. and Yeah, shows. this is old school. This is by John, Big John Buscema. Yep. Doing and, Stan the art, and Stan Lee doing the, uh, the words. Mm-hmm. So it is pretty much like you can see them outlining on how a, uh, how a page goes. Sure. Inside. So it's a lot of good fun stuff in the in this book from what I've uh, seen so far. But definitely it's art focused. So I didn't and I did not know they were still actually selling these. It's still in print. It's been yes. in print for years. So I, I think it went back into print um like seriously back into print um with the inception of Amazon actually mm-hmm. because I know that you could find it in random Barnes and Nobles and Walden Books and uh all the other bookstores that used to be around. You you know there was a there was a good chance you would find them, but I think once Amazon started to um, become more popular, they definitely uh, went into multiple multiple printings. But uh, you could always find that in a comic book store, you know, kind of buried on one of the shelves, mm-hmm. uh, the how to shelf. I have mine. I've had mine for a while. I actually worked through most of the exercises in it a few uh, a number of years ago, nice. um, except for making I think uh, like your own comic cover or something like that. But I did I did most of the exercise in that. It is definitely helpful. Inktober is still upon us at the time of the recording. Is. And I know Agent Seventy, you 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 have put a, a couple of uh, things out there on your Instagram. Definitely, I have posted uh, a few things on Instagram. I probably am going to be doing a lot more catch up this weekend. I don't think I'm going to have something for every day, but yeah. um, since it's my first Inktober, it's okay if I uh, you know at least get some up there. It's not uh, you know it's it, I, I think they call it the uh, not the uh, the the half marathon, but maybe the 10K version right. of the full, <laughs> where you're only putting up maybe one a week. Or in, in my case, it's probably going to end up being a little bit more. Uh, the average is going to be a little bit more than one a week, but it, it'll basically be the same kind of output. And I mean, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I've seen a couple of like comics artists be like, you know, I gotta, I, I you know, I'm I'm gonna stop. 
you know, not for for like one two, but I guess they were busy or whatever the case may be. But yeah, you know, they just can't keep up with the daily grind, right? So it's probably to be expected, you know. Like especially if you're already working as an artist, like you already got stuff on your plate. So trying to do that and do this, now, and people are you know go out there and do warm ups every day. So I guess mm-hmm. this, so for them, it being that you know this is just kind of going on in line. So you know, teach his own. I would also like to point out real, real, real quick that um, NaNoWriMo is next month, starting on the 1st. That is the uh, National Novel Writing Month. So if you got a book in you, you got something, it's not too far from Inktober, you know, but it happens every year. If you got a novel and you start on the 1st, you go to the end uh, or as far as you can or until the end of the month and just write your behind off. Don't worry about editing. Okay. Um, And you just, you know... You know you got if you got a book out there in your head, you go ahead and throw it out there. I have tried it a couple of years and I don't really get that far, especially when I was working uh, more steadily than because I couldn't because of work. And the last couple of years, I've been like, I should do it, and I never, never really have anything to actually write about. So, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. it's out there. You know, if you are a writer or even a budding writer, that's a good practice. You should you know maybe go for it. Go for it. You can go to nanorimo.com. That's uh, N-A-N-O-R-W-R-I-M. Excuse me, W-R-I-M-O. Yes. All righty. So anyway, we are at the end of this um, episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. And um, actually, in passing, we will say, say it again. Thank you for coming out. We appreciate each and every one of you for doing that. You can find myself, uh, Rydicat, at Rydicat on Twitter. You can also find me at News Nerds Need on Twitter, uh, the News Nerds Need Reddit, and also uh, CB Cap's Instagram. You can find Agent 70 on Instagram and Twitter under Agent underscore 70. Uh, PCN underscore Dirt at that on Twitter. The, uh, the, the, the Pop Culture Net on Twitter, uh, popculturenetwork.com, and ineedcomics.com. And, of course, the Osiris of this ish, uh, Tim, D-O-G-G-9-8 on Twitter, uh, the Click Nation on, cl- tw- on, oh Lord, on Twitter, uh, the K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N, and uh, CB, K- CB Cron on Twitter, but also CB, also the Click Nation.com, and um, CBR, that's Combo Resources, where he's writing his face off. Go check yourself out there. Uh, CSPN.us, that is the network that this show and other fine shows are on, so you should go check out the other stuff they have on that network and come back to us next week because we'll be doing this on Thursdays like we normally do. Wait. Yes, next week. I'm thinking I'm thinking of next month. Where we yeah, there is no uh, uh, what you call no need for movie protocol anytime soon. That is correct. We and actually going into next week, we may or may not have a Thanksgiving show. That's or, it. because the, we usually you know on the Thursday of Thanksgiving because I may be out of town unless y'all are going to do it. I yeah, we usually take that one off. Yeah, sometimes we do. Sometimes it depends on when. Yeah, but regardless, we stay tuned. We'll have for, like a Friday show after. It all depends. Yeah, but stay tuned for more news on that, and that's a whole nother month away. Regardless. Um, 
You can find this podcast on Google Play, iTunes. You know where to find us. Just keep going there. Give us clicks and links and and listeners. Tell your friends about the show, even if they don't like comics. Our reviews. Yeah, do that also. We don't guarantee to read that stuff because I don't think we we don't I don't have the capability of reading them. But regardless, actually, no strike what I just said. Regardless, hey, the reviews are are helpful. Do it anyway. Tell your friends that are not your comic book fans. Or maybe not. I don't know. Depends on you. If you're a geek, hey, give it to them. Um, and on that note, folks, I believe I... Oh, oh sorry. Shop.cspn.us. Go get some merch. Help us, help, help us uh, keep this train up floating. And on that, folks, thanks for coming out. We will be back next week for this locale in this locality. Um, I'm not going to go through the rest of that, but you know where that's from. This is the Comic Book Chronicles, and we are out. Peace, one.